good to see you all. Welcome to South Park Church. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. Thank you for being with us here in person in our traditional space or watching online. Uh, or if you're joining us from upstairs in our modern sanctuary, we're glad to have you with us today. Uh, we're starting a new sermon series called Escape Room. And I've got, a, I've got a cousin, his name is Chris, and he and his wife and their two daughters who are school-aged uh, children love to go to these escape rooms. You guys know what those things are? So you go into this room and it's locked and there's a theme to it and there's lots of puzzles that you have to solve. And if you're good enough to solve the puzzles in one room, then it unlocks another room and so on until you eventually get to escape. And there are different types of escape rooms. Some of them are like murder mysteries. Some are like in outer space. And so it's just a fun way to exercise your brain. Uh, there's lots of those here in Charlotte. Uh, probably the coolest escape room that I got to be a part of was I was over in England with a group of Methodist pastors and we were studying some other churches over there about how they're trying to reach their community for Jesus. And we would go and visit the churches during the day. In the afternoon and evening, we'd have some free time. And so some of my friends uh, who are colleagues uh, and I, we got in a taxi one afternoon and we went to this castle uh, in, near Durham uh, in London or in England and uh, they had an escape room in that castle. It was in the dungeon of the castle. And so we got to go through all these puzzles in the dungeon of this castle. Uh, and this is what happened when we got there. This is the group that I was with. We actually escaped. We got out of the, of the escape room. You might recognize uh, the woman on the right. That's Pastor Lori Beth. She used to be pastor here in our congregation. Uh, and back in the middle is Pastor Scott uh, from New Story Church who preaches here sometimes for me. And so... Uh, we were able to escape out of the dungeon of this castle near Durham, England. And so it's just a lot of fun. Um, in the Bible, there's a lot of instances where God helps people escape difficult circumstances. He helps the people of Israel escape slavery in Egypt. He helps people escape from disease and illness. He even helps Jesus escape from death. And so over the next several weeks, we're going to look at whether or not we can be like the people in the Bible where God helps us escape from some of the difficult circumstances of our lives. And so it should be a lot of fun, and hopefully we can learn something from Scripture that applies to our everyday lives. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that we all probably would like to escape from, and that's worry. Last week, we talked about some of the things in our world and our nation that really cause us to have a lot of stress in our lives. There's political division in America right now. There's racism. There's violence. There uh, are shootings in schools. A lot of our children went back to school this week, and you know we're concerned, are they going to have good teachers? Are they going to ha have some good friends? And what's that, that going to be like going back to school? And we know that there are wars all around the world. And so there's a lot of things in our lives that stress us out, inflation and possibly recession. And um, wherever we are in our lives, I think we all have things in common that worry us. And so my question today is, can God help us escape from some of the worry that we carry around in our lives. I want to spend a minute or two just thinking about what does it mean to worry about something? I just did a Google uh, search on the internet, and this is a good definition, I think, of worry. Worry means to give way to anxiety or unease, to allow the mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles, a state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Right? We just get stressed out and our mind focuses on things that are bothering us. 
Um, I don't know about you, but when I worry a lot, usually it's when I wake up first thing in the morning and uh, I wake up before the alarm clock goes off and I'm going through my mind of the things that I have to do during the day. And some of those things are exciting and some of those things are stressful and weighing me down. And so it feels like my demons attack me early in the morning and just all of the stress. It helps me to get out of bed, to get showered, and to get on with my day and to start doing things about the things that are bothering me. What is it that you worry? What are your worries? What are the things that haunt you in your life? So we're going to talk about worry and anxiety. Now, for some of us, it's more than just everyday anxiety or worry. Sometimes we actually suffer from anxiety disorder. I wanna show you what that means. And anxiety disorder is when anxiety is intense, excessive, and does not go away, and worsens over time. Symptoms interfere with our daily activities, such as job performance, school work, relationships, things like that. So we all have stress and anxiety and worry, but some of us have anxiety disorder that just takes it to a new level, and it just doesn't ever stop. And if we're suffering from an anxiety disorder, we're probably gonna need some help with that, to see a counselor, to see a doctor. And so if that sounds like something that you might be struggling with, that's okay, right? And we would love to help get you connected to someone. Pastor Lindsay and I would love to talk to you and help you find some help to, to deal with an anxiety disorder because for some of us, it's just overwhelmingly too much to handle. So we're here for you if we can do that. But today we're gonna to look at scripture that talks about general anxiety, general worry that I think can help all of us with what we deal with. So the question again is, can God help us escape from worry dominating our lives? Well, today we're gonna to go over to the scriptures and we're gonna see some words and teachings from Jesus himself. And Jesus is with his disciples. They're in Israel and they're at the Sea of Galilee. And I just want you to imagine like a big, beautiful lake. That's what the Sea of Galilee was, a big, beautiful lake. And it had these hills around it. And so Jesus is out there teaching. Uh, and as beautiful as this location is, people who lived there still had problems. They had everyday problems. And, and Jesus spoke to mixed crowd, rich, poor, uh, all kinds of different people. But today Jesus is clearly speaking to some people who are stressed about everyday activities. Some of them are very poor and they don't know where their next meal's coming from. They don't know where they're gonna be able to clothe themselves. And so Jesus is talking to some people with some everyday real needs who have lots of significant worries. And this is what Jesus is going to teach them, but I think it also speaks to all of us where we are in our worry. So Jesus is talking to this first century crowd, but I think he's also talking to us. So let's see what Jesus teaches us about worry and anxiety in our lives. Okay, so we'll start with Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Now, Jesus says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're gonna eat. Don't worry about your clothes, right? And that sounds great, doesn't it? But it's so much easier said than done, okay? Jesus, that sounds good, but how do I really live that out? Because I've got about a million things going on in my right mind right now that are worrying me. How can I not worry about my life? Let's keep going with what happens next. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. 
are you not much more valuable than they, right? The birds of the air are beautiful. They don't have to work too hard. God provides for them. And if God cares about the birds, think how much more God cares about you. God will take care of you as well. Let's keep going. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? This is a good question. Let's leave that up there for a second, Grayson, right? When we worry, does it ever bring anything good into our lives, right? Can it add time to our life? No, right? When I worry, it seems to hurt me and take away from my feeling of joy, my feeling of life to the full, right? Worrying too much can have physical effects on our bodies. It can break us down. We can get sick. We can, we can really uh, feel depressed, right? So how does worrying really help us? I think Jesus is challenging us to think about that, right? It's hard not to worry, but worrying, how does that help us, okay? Let's keep going with verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, who was a great king and very wealthy, uh, in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? God takes care of all the beauty of creation, but it's not you know, as worthy as you as a, as a human being, a son or a daughter of God. So if God's taking care of, of the flowers and the grass, then surely God's going to take care of you as well. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the, the pagans, those who don't follow God, run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Let's, let's stick with that for a second. Right? God says, focus on the good things. Focus on God, focus on serving God's kingdom, focus on doing the right thing. If you do that, then all this other stuff will take care of itself. God's like, I've got your back, right? Focus on what you need to focus on. Let me worry about some of these other things for you, right? So focus on the things that are most important and then God will take care of, of the rest of this, right? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, what I like about chapter 6, verse 34, is God saying, right, don't let your mind work too far ahead. I don't know if, if you have this experience, but I have it a lot. I, I begin to worry about, well, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next month? What's going to happen next year to my wife, my kids, me, right, the church, right? And pretty soon, I've gone into imagination land that has no... Uh, real contact to reality just because that worry feeds upon itself, right? God says, spend your time focusing on today. I've got your back, right? Let today's uh, challenges meet them with today's strength, right? So let's focus on where we are now and then not get too far down the road, right? So Jesus tells us a lot in these verses and I think just, you know, to recap some of that, I think really the message, you know, that I hear from this is, one, don't let worry dominate your life. Right? We've got to trust that God is with us. God will give us the strength that we need to meet the challenges that come our way and God will provide for us. So don't let worry dominate us. Right? I don't think it's realistic to say that we'll never worry again. Right? I don't think that we can escape from worry. Like there, we're going to have everyday worries in our life. We're going to have one or two things in our mind today. But I think God says, don't let it dominate your life. Remember that I am with you. 
I will give you the strength to handle whatever comes your way, right? I will provide for you. So yeah, you're gonna have some concerns, but don't let it take over your life and rob you of your joy, rob you of living life to the full. Now, when we think about trusting God to provide for us, I think that we have to trust God. We have to know that God's with us. But it, it's also important for us to know that it's not unfaithful for us to do our own part, right? If we're worrying about something to eat or something to wear, it's okay for us to work towards that, right? I don't think God's saying, all right, if you want something to eat, just sit on your, in your house, on your couch, watch TV, don't go to work, don't do anything right. I'll just send DoorDash to you every day, right? That's not gonna happen, right? right? So God does God's part, right? We trust that God will take care of us, but we also have to do our part, right? Worry about my health, worry about the health of my children, worry about the health of my wife, right? Send them to the doctor. We take medicine, right? We worry about safety, right? We wear seat belts, we have life insurance, we have health insurance. Having all those things does not make us unfaithful, right? We could say, wow, well, God's gonna take care of me. I don't need insurance. I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't need to wear my seatbelt, right? That's not what Jesus is saying. That's not what I'm saying, right? God does God's part and we do our part. Does that make sense? So, so we, we control what we can control. And then when we get to the point that we can't control something else, we have to trust that God's with us, right? So we do our part. We trust God to do God's part, and that helps us have more peace in our lives. We're doing what we can, and we're trusting God to help us with the things that we can't control. Uh, but if you're like me, sometimes it's still hard to do that, right? My mind still worries about everyday stuff. My mind worries about my family, about our church, right? And so I begin to have those worries and those fears. And, and I think what really challenges us in all of this is when we worry so much that we take our eyes off Jesus and we focus too much on the things in life, right? And so I wanna share this point with you, uh, if we can bring that up, Grayson, about this, is that sometimes our worries, right, can become idols, like what we focus on, what we worship, right? So worry becomes an idol, right, when we allow it to take our eyes off of Jesus, okay? So worry can become an, an idol when, it, when we take our eyes off of Jesus. Does that make sense, right? So we're focused too much on our problems and we're, we're not able to trust that God is with us, right? And so God's wanting us to say, you know what? I understand you got some issues, but I'm with you. Remember the story about um, Jesus and Peter, the disciple, and Jesus comes to the disciples during a storm on the Sea of Galilee, and it's raining, and the waves are coming, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so Peter sees him. And Jesus invites him out on the water and, and Peter begins to walk out on the water and, 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 and he's doing this miracle, right? But then he looks down and he, and he sees that, that there's a storm, there's this lightning and thunder and all these waves. And, and immediately, as soon as Peter takes his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink, right? And so the storms, the stress, all of that, takes his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink. Right? I think that's some of what Jesus is calling us here is, yeah, there's trouble in life, but don't take your eyes off me, right? You need to be aware of the things around you, but never take your eyes off of me. And so I think that's, again, what Jesus is encouraging us to do. Is, yeah, there's problems. I recognize that. I see that. But I also see you, Jesus, and I'm going to trust that you're with me. I trust that you're going to give me the strength that I need to move forward today, right? So that's some of what we're talking about. I read a quote that said, if you guys remember, like when Jesus was crucified and when he was killed, 
uh, he was on the cross and there was two thieves that were crucified beside him. Uh, and I read this quote that says, a lot of times we allow ourselves to be crucified in our lives with two thieves on either side of us. One of those is the regrets of yesterday and one of those is the fear or the worry of tomorrow, right? So on one hand, we regret things that went wrong in the past. And then the other part of us is worrying about things that could go wrong in the future. And that's not where God wants us to be, right? The things in the past, we can't change. We can be sorry, we can ask for forgiveness. We can't time travel back. So at some point we have to let that go. And at the same time, we can't worry about the things in the future that may or may not happen uh, and so that we forget to live in the moment that God is with us now. That yes, there's good things happening. Yes, there's hard things happening, but God is with us now and wants us to experience joy and his peace now. So not to become crucified between those two different thieves, the thief of the regret of yesterday and the thief of the worry of tomorrow, right? God's with us now. God's gonna help us meet what we need to meet today. Now, I think maybe the elephant in the room for this whole series, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say it out loud is, well, what if I'm a follower of Jesus? What if I trust God? What if I trust God to do the right things? What if I do my part, I trust God to do his part and bad stuff still happens to me, right? What happens um, if a door closes and then another door doesn't open? Right? You've, you've probably heard it said, one door closes, God opens another door. Right? That's not in the Bible, actually. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to say that's the way life is. But what happens if one door closes and another door does not open? Right? What if we get stuck in there? Right? There are Christian followers of Jesus who are living in the Ukraine today that are, are going to be killed by Russian bullets or bombs. Right? What do we say to them? Right? Don't worry, right? You, you still die. There, there are followers of Jesus all around the world, even in America today, who are starving right now and they're not gonna get food, right? How do we answer that, right? Because we're doing our part. We're trusting God to do his part, but what happens when escape doesn't come? Right? What happens? Well, y'all gonna get mad at me because... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to answer this in, at the end of the series, right? The last sermon of this series is going to be about what happens when no escape comes, right? So it's going to be in a few weeks. But in the meantime, I want you to think about it like this. Right? In this escape room, when we go into these escape rooms to do these puzzles and all this kind of stuff, you never go into an escape room by yourself. It's a group project, right? You go in together. And that's the same thing true in life, right? When we're going through difficult times in our life, when we're going through challenges, even when escape doesn't happen, we don't do that alone. God is with us and God gives us strength and God gives us what we need to have in the moment, even when difficult things happen. Here's a, here's a truth, y'all, and you know this to be true if we think about it. Just because we follow Jesus doesn't mean that we don't experience trouble or hardship. Sometimes we experience more trouble and hardship because of our faith, because the world rejects us, right? So we're not immune to trouble or challenges, but what we have is God with us. We have each other together and we can trust that we can face what comes our way because we don't face that alone. So what's the point today? What's the key takeaway? What's the big idea? I think it's this, meet today's problems with today's strength. 
it was that verse 34. It's the end of the, the scripture that we just read from Jesus. Meet today's problems, meet today's challenges with today's strength, right? There's gonna be good things that happen today and there are gonna be hard things that happen today. The good news is we don't face the challenges alone. God will give us the strength that we need to face what comes to us today. And that can help us have a sense of peace and know that we will face and get through what it is that we have to face today. So some action steps to consider maybe this week as you're thinking about worry in your life, the anxiety in your life, maybe to help deal with some of that are one, trust God, right? Don't let worry take your eyes off Jesus. God is with us. God's working to bring good into our lives, right? Let God do God's part. Second thing is do your part, right? If you're worried about your grades in school, study. If you're worried about your health, go to the doctor, right? The things that we worry about, do what you can do and then let God do what God can do, right? So we have these two options. And then the third thing we haven't really talked about but I think it's important is express gratitude for what God has done and what God is doing now, right? How has God gotten you through hard times in the past? How is God helping you through a hard time right now? Because a lot of times we forget that we've been worrying about a lot of things in the past that we didn't need to be worrying about, right? Or we got through them because God has been with us, right? Every year, my family and I go on our annual vacation. Uh, we go away usually to the beach. And one of the traditions that I've kind of gotten into myself is at the beginning of the vacation, right? If you guys, you guys know, when you go on vacation, it takes a little time to, to break away from the stress of everyday life, right? We, we take our stress with us from school or work or, or just our home lives. And so it takes a, a day or two or more just to ease into the vacation and leave all that stuff behind. And so when I go on vacation, I try to just list all the things that are stressing me out and say, God, please just take these from me for the next few days so that I can enjoy the time away with my family and I'll get back to it when I, you know, go back to the real world, you know. And so I've also started to think when I do this, what was I stressed about last year at this time? What was I stressed about two years ago at this time, three years ago at this time? Because when I go away on vacation, I probably got 10 or 15 things that I could list that are stressing me out. But when I stopped to think, well, what stressed me out last year or the year before, I probably had a laundry list then, but I can maybe think of one or two things, right? It was super stressful then, but guess what? God got me through it. God got me through it. And now I can't even remember what I was stressed about. So the things that are stressing me out right now are real and they're challenging and they're hard, but God's gonna get me through it. God's gonna give me the strength. God is with me. Right? And next year, 15 of these things I probably won't remember. One or two probably will remember, right? But God is with me. God will give me the strength that I need. I'm not alone. I'll handle what I can handle. I'll trust God to handle what he can handle. And I'll meet today's challenges with today's strength that God has given to me. So in your life right now, if you were to write down the things that are stressing you out, what are they? What can you do about them? And what can you let go and just ask God to do about them? And maybe more importantly, to ask God, let me know that you're here with me now and give me the strength that I need to face the challenges for today and ease my worry. Do not worry, for God is with you. He's working to bring good into your life. You are not alone, and God will help you meet today's challenges 
with today's strength. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.